Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's first Friday Toast to the Arts and Parks show with the National Parks Arts Foundation. As you know, every first Friday, we get to interview artists that are part of uh, the National Parks, Art, well, let's just say NPAF, it's easier, but it's National Parks Arts Foundation's unique one-month-long artist-in-residence programs that are in parks across America. We're talking Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, places like Chaco Canyon, mm. uh, Fort Union out in northern New Mexico, Dry Tortugas out on your own private island for a month uh, on Loggerhead Key and Dry Tortugas out in the Florida Keys. I mean, these are really unique residencies. You can learn more. Go to nationalparksartsfoundation.org. So today we have a special person back on the show. Uh, she is an amazing photographer, but she's also the founder of the National Parks Arts Foundation. And we always like to catch up with her every few months to find out what's going on, what are the residency opportunities. And, you know, now it's the end of the year. And we're going to look back at what has happened over the year, the different artists and residents, and also what's coming up in 2023 for the National Parks Arts Foundation. So welcome back, Miss Tanya Ortega. How are you? Hello, everybody. I'm I'm great. I'm oh. I'm really good. How are you? Well, we're, we're doing good. we're doing good. We're we're recording this while we're in Savannah. And uh, this is a big art community. We're actually in the in, I think it's the scars. Oh, oh I don't know. It's starry. Uh, uh, I got to go look it up again. Um, but we are in the arts district um, of Savannah. And um, so I think you should do a residence here. I'm just saying, because <laughs> there's Spanish moss oh. everywhere and trees hanging low. And it's just so beautiful. I'm it's just beautiful. saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm just. You know. I have heard that it is just incredible there. I mean, just, mm. just beautiful. It, so, it, yeah. You have not been here yet? Oh. I've never been there. Oh, oh wonderful thing. Oh, I think I think you must that come because on it's, the list. It's Put like it the streets the are just, you know, oak lined with you know hanging in like you, tree tunnels, right? Which is amazing. So um it's the Starland district. That's what it is. Let me just say that. Starland district. The Starland district. Doesn't that sound oh, I've good? Such wonderful things about about that area, the creativity, the history, mm-hmm. just the beauty. I have a feeling that it would be one of those places I would arrive and say, "I'm just not going to leave." So there is a danger in the beauty. Yeah, th- you know, it's kind of coming. Where this is our <laughs> second time here, and this is home to the Savannah College of Art and Design. That's the SCAD part. And um, mm-hmm. so, you know, we're surrounded, even where we are right now, just surrounded by art students. And there's, you know what, you just, there's an abundance of creativity as you walk through, you've got really historic sculptures, and then you'll find like murals and graffiti and, you know, like graffiti-ish murals, you know, not actual graffiti, but it's just, it's just a very free kind of place. And I feel that's kind of what's happening with you. So while we're here in Savannah, you're watching lava, literally, right? Because <laughs> stuff is happening in Hawaii right now. Absolutely. It is. We we have, let's see, last I heard, which was just a couple hours ago, um, the fountains, <clears throat> excuse me, of Mauna Loa 
are shooting about a hundred feet high and sending molten rock towards the highway, the mm-hmm. the main highway that goes basically diagonally across the um, across the island. So there's there's two. So if if you picture the island or just even a circle, there are roads that go on the perimeter, and then there's one that goes diagonally across, and those are the the only major roads here, and so the one that goes diagonally across is the one that they expect in the next day or two is going to be covered in lava. So, I mean, we don't know what it could just stop suddenly. I don't know. I'm not a volcanologist, but there are great ones at the park. And if anybody has been following it, you know, follow the volcanologists Mm -hmm. from the park, the USGS, and uh, you'll really, really get to see what's going on. Um, It's incredible. So uh, I think, uh, Let's see. A couple hours ago, it was only three miles from the Saddle Road, which is the Daniel Kayanui Highway, and uh, that was from the U.S. Geological Survey. And yeah, I think they said it's going to take a day or two to reach to reach that the, the rate that it's going now. And yeah. sorry if I'm stuttering a little bit, but boy, the idea of of lava is. Uh, and I think the volcano is only like 20 miles away from me. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, this is crazy. So this airs what we're recording this everyone on November 30th. And this airs December 2nd. And so by the time December 2nd rolls around, like you could have a new highway. Yeah, yeah. it will be covered in lava, which means that and there are a lot of people who commute halfway across the island uh, for work. Mm-hmm. So the other roads that go on the perimeter of the island are just going to be packed. So, oh. um, it's a little, wow. it's, so what, where is, um, the art house? We call it the art, the art B and B right. Uh, for the residents, the artisan residents, um, how close is that to what's happening right now? Oh, I need to send you a photograph. Um, that they've taken at the at the neighboring property to the artist's house. I don't know the distance, but you can see it from the artist's what? house. So oh. uh, yeah, so the our neighbor, uh, you know, the neighbor there is so kind. She's she's a wonderful person, and she she checks up on stuff. So from the second, I'm going to go down there this weekend to make sure everything is good and everything's happening because right now. We're in the process of, of fixing it up as we do every year to make it better for the artists who come. Um, so it's, I, I'll send you photos from, from the second floor when I'm, when I'm there this weekend. And uh, the neighbor said that, yeah. And she sent a photo too. You can see it. You can see wow. it. It's, it's hmm. beautiful, but scary. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that yeah, wild? Like, isn't that the true. thing about fire too? Like, mm-hmm. fire is this beautiful thing, but you want to touch it, but you know you shouldn't. And then you, you know, I, I was talking to a friend who who's got a you know a child, and I'm like, yeah, don't, it is that same thing. No matter what you do, you say don't touch the stove, but they're going to touch it because they're going to. They, no matter that's what, how you learn, we all do it as kids. Like, we mm-hmm. all like stick our finger in the place we're not supposed to, and then oh, we may do it hello. again. You know what I mean? They'll stop it, Nancy. (laughs) So, but but this is the thing with the, with the lava, like, that's like, that's what, you know, 
regrouping this year. We've done a lot of interviews with artists and residents. Like I'm looking at like Ben Cosgrove. We've got Alice Lees and so many people, right? So, you know, that this is a prime artist residency, like Dry Tortugas. All of them are amazing. But this is, you know, they all talk about, especially because of the last, um, you know, volcano eruption that, it's so interesting to go and see the change and the movement. How does it change in all kinds of spheres, whether it's even culturally and uh, just the way it is for people living mm-hmm. there. I mean, you've, you've had Andy, you know, doing his comic strips on that too. So it's, um, it's really interesting oh. now. It's now it, I, I think, I mean, this residency, I know you have one open, like people can apply now, right? That's happening. Isn't we- that one? Uh-oh. Yes. Now, the um, actually in Maui, the Haleakala National Park Artist in Residence Program is going to be open. Uh, yes, by the time that this airs, it's going to be Ooh. to be open. That's on a different island. That's on Maui. So we're expected to open the applications for Hawaii Volcanoes National Parks. I think in late January, if I'm not mistaken. But at this rate, we have right now something open every month, maybe a break of a couple weeks in between. But if you're on our mailing list, which is on our website, um, you know, you'll be you'll be updated. And as you know, we're not that great at um, we don't instead of investing in a lot of advertising, we try to pay artists which is weird, and we should probably, you know, be able to, to do both. But, um, but uh, yeah, follow us on social media and sign up for our email list if you can. And, and we don't, we try not to bombard people with, with a whole lot of junk mail because we don't like junk mail, but we do say, hey, this is open now, so you might want to. And it's always kind of a bummer when after something's already closed, people get a hold of us and go, hey, can't we, can't we apply late? And it's already, we've already given mm-hmm. it to the review committee. So, um, but we're trying to have, and we have so many parks that are applying to have our programs in the national parks. We, cool. uh, you know, we're going to be opening more very soon. So yeah. Thanks that's, for asking. That's really awesome. exciting. I know. I mean, we love your programs and the artists always come back. And, and I think the one question we always ask them is, you, when it's so amazing, they apply and they say, this is, you know, the vision for their project. And then, you know, I always say, okay, so did it change when you got there? And I don't think mm-hmm. there's any, not one artist that didn't have some kind of change or detour, right? Because you, that's you, how you, art works. And yeah. and the fact that NPAF is so cool about allowing that artistic process to happen. And other things we've heard, you know, there's just in, you know, the lava has definitely been a big deal for everyone going there. It's like the change of the island and how it just keeps changing. And now it's going to happen all over again, right? And, but the other thing is that the program not only is it just, you know, the park, people are going in with such amazing angles. It's it's interesting to oh, see yeah. how deep they get with nature and culture and how that tie is so strong between the history and the land and, and wildlife and, and the environment. And, you know, it just goes in places. You just, you know, there's art that, I mean, Nancy, don't you think, I mean, the artists that we've been interviewing, they take, 
there's just there's art forms that you never think of. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's just like the sky's yeah. the limit. With most artists work in a couple or more mediums. So when they go to tackle a project and they look at a place, they're like, oh, this wants to be in pen and ink, or no, this wants to be watercolor, or it wants to be in oil, you know. So um, if, you know, I know there are some artists who only do one medium, mm. and they, but, they, I mean, they stretch it, that yeah. medium. But I think, you know, most artists work in several mediums and they, when they look at a place, they, this is begging to be done at this and begging to be done at that. Whether or not they're, they're, they've done that thing, that's the thing, that, or that medium. What we've heard from artists going is like suddenly they've, they've created a whole new skill set, a whole new medium for themselves through the programs. Have yeah. you seen that, Tanya? Yeah. Oh, all of the time. And that's kind of the definition of inspiration. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. You know, that's part of the part of the purpose. I, I don't know of a single artist that hasn't been inspired creatively. Yes, you know, you apply with a project that you're going to do and you know that's that's what's reviewed and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, the inspiration that people people get, I mean, there have been artists that go in with what they present one project, one, one project, some of them say, I'm going to do three different things, but even just one. And then all of a sudden they have six different projects they want to do. And usually, as you know, Mm -hmm. these are only a month long. So, um, it, it's, uh, it's just inspiring. It happens. It's natural. It's what art does. And you know, you're in nature. It's what nature does. It's, yeah, doesn't mm-hmm. have any boundaries or rules, so you better go with the flow of the. Of it, yeah, so. and nature, yeah. nature's adapting creative. and changing. That's the thing too. Going back to the lava, is everything's changing as it goes, right? And nature. I mean, we do so many interviews about what's going on in the environment and and wildlife and the adaptability that nature has of mm-hmm. change and how it is changing, and especially now with climate change, nature's really good at it and us humans need to kind of get on the bandwagon and understand change a bit and um that's the inspiring part of nature but that's something we've seen from artists going coming back and going you're witnessing this change and they're so drawn to it and i think dry tortugas has that too with change because you're dealing with hurricanes you're dealing with water you're dealing with sea life and baby turtles and you know all of that it's another you know not everything changes and then you go to somewhere like chaco where it's preserving this ancient history mm-hmm. for union military and ancient history mm-hmm. right so they all have ancient history number one they all do and the culture yeah the culture of a place the ancient history the culture of a place but this brings up a, a question that I want to I want to pose to the two of you and the audience Uh-oh. that is yeah, this is this mm-hmm. is a sticky question. Um, so when when we're speaking about climate change and these these different things mm-hmm. that we need to um, think about and people need to be aware of, and one of the greatest ways to do that is through art and uh, uh, let's see, I can't remember who the artist was, but um, I oh, it was John Vacun at Chaco. I think it was John. And when they were going to do the oil drilling, 
um, that was, I think mm. we talked about this before, that said that it was going to be in, a lot of people had the misconception that it was going to be in the park when it was, it was outside of the park. In the yeah. Right. And, and so art changed that and made it apparent that that, that can't happen. So that mm. has a profound effect. But here's my question. If you have something, let's say climate change and all these things that are going on, it can be climate change. It can be any any topic that 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 you are into. Do you and the artists that are listening to this and anybody really, when you are going to create art, do you put the excellence of art first, or do you put what you are trying to convey and make people think about a certain subject let's Mm. say the environment how do you keep the quality of your art sincere and excellent at the same time being able to get your point across because those are two intentions that can be considered entirely different Mm. well that's a really good question because i know when i'm painting I go with my gut first. Mm. Like, what was it mm-hmm. that drew me to to do this painting in the first place? And and you do that, and that comes pretty fast. Like you paint you paint it fast. Then you know you wait a couple of days, and you go look at it and go, oh man, I gotta go tone. <laughs> I gotta tone that down over there and clean that up over there. And and artists run that that line of did you over improve it and ruin it, like because there's the freedom part of just saying what you wanted mm-hmm. to say, and then there's the side um, of trying to make it perfect. Mm. And, oh yeah, yeah. And if you go too far on that side, you ruin the spirit of the painting too. You know, and sometimes marketability, if you're intending to sell that painting, comes into it, too. Would somebody put this mm-hmm. on the wall? Yeah. So um, sometimes you would do the same, almost the same painting in different styles. This is for selling. This is because I want to say it. I you know, see it as one. Good. I also see yeah. it as one. I see it as mm-hmm. one. Um, well, depending on as as depending as an artist, like um, I, I'm speaking from the musical mm-hmm. side, um, and then even storytelling, right? In as writing, and as a songwriter and stuff, um, and 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 as a vocalist, you're delivering a story, and we've tackled things in music and and um, and and I've written songs that way where there was something that propelled me to write this and you know I think you just go for it because if you're propelled to do something that's an issue um, mm-hmm. you you go for it and you keep it as pure and you keep your integrity and I think that's the important thing as soon as you start chipping away at integrity you're, you're starting to just mm-hmm. you're, you're losing it period that that's just you know you're losing it and marketability and all of that can come Mm -hmm. if you're strong in your conviction and you're strong in your integrity and you stand strong and with kindness right um and you you can do all that and you you can make marketability 
about being strong about something, right? So you can take something like the fracking that was going on outside Chaco, and maybe this some you, that propelled you to write a song or paint a painting or whatever your your medium is. And if that's exactly what came out of you and, and you want to clean it up or whatever, that's that's everybody edits, right? And and produces and and however you're gonna everybody cleans up art to be what it needs to that final yeah. touch, right? All of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, but um you can make it marketable if you stand strong and look at who you want to attract and and still tell your story. It's about being relatable and, you know, in, in, are you going to like, I don't want to talk to people, but I put this out it, because millions of things have happened in the world. Millions of pieces of art and music and songs and books have been sold um, no matter what of being the, without being commercial, but you do have to also think about marketability. Like Nancy says, you have to. If well, you want if it out there, to, because if you want yeah. to make a, you have to make a wave, right? If you want to, if you want to make change through your art, then you have to be marketable. And so that's, that's you, because you, ha- you, you need to get out there and, and you can still have integrity. And that's an important thing. And I don't think it's just in the arts. I think that it's actually a global thing happening in business and in how things are happening, that if you want success, you don't have to sell out. You can have integrity and success at the same time, no matter what you're doing. Period. I unless, think, you're being, I unless you're being an idiot, <laughs> then you suck. <laughs> no, if, it, if you take it a step at a time, because if you're trying to um, persuade somebody of something or show them something new that, that you have an inkling they might not want to look at, Mm. Um, and you're trying to build that pathway, it's a step at a time. It's not really all in your face. And then at one time, and artists tend to um, be all in your face at one time. And sometimes you just have to counter back. Unless a whole the, bunch of people like yeah. it, then the whole big wave, then yeah. it becomes popular. Then the people right. that like, oh, that was in my face, get on the bandwagon. See? Yeah. So we, but, uh-huh. I mean, and, and it is about marketability. If you're trying to make a living as, as an artist, then, um, you know, you. it's like, okay, once you have passed on, you know, 100 years later, somebody's going to pay a million dollars for your painting, but you probably don't care. You know, <laughs> you know. So there's, if you're trying to make a living at it as an artist, you know, I'm going back to the days when artists were um, financed by patrons and like kings mm-hmm. and queens and castles and things like that. So they the were castles, <laughs> yeah, in the castles, and they were um, fed and clothed and given a bit of stature, a suite. At, at you know painting at, at a castle under a king's protection and so they they could kind of do what they want and not worry about selling the painting but today's artists have to worry about selling the paintings unless they you know want to say okay i'm just doing this to speak out and exactly. um, yeah so it depends on if you're trying to make a living as an artist. Yeah, it's hard because you look at some artists are just 
they they buy like if you go on the music side they they do what they're told and do this for marketability so then you have the well yeah if i think about musicians and who you know who is critical enough with themselves of of well-known artists that have done both of these things and been successful they haven't uh, sacrificed the excellence and purity and on authenticity of their artwork so they you know they say art is number one the object itself or the the song itself that is needs to be be regarded separate of of any message that I am doing so it is artful in itself and the second part of that is um, I'm saying this I'm making this statement I want people to know about this so I think somebody who did this who still does this of course very successfully is Billy Bragg um, so that's, you know, there's millions of artists that, that do this successfully, but what we've been seeing in all of this, of course, I think we can all agree that anything can be considered art basically. But when you get down to saying, oh, okay, is this, is this a, a good piece of art in and of itself besides which what it is conveying for this subject, climate change or something political, all this, can this be judged just as itself instead of attaching it to all of these surrounding things Mm -hmm. is something that that I think is really important for uh, artists to be Mm self-critical and this is true about what you were saying also when people had when people had patrons and they were apprentices Mm -hmm. and by the way there's this movie called um, Andre Rublev which you've got to see if you haven't yet it's a Tarkovsky film Um, Mm. but you know, then even as an apprentice, you are doing something that, that somebody else wants. So that is that, you know, that's a, that's another thing to take into consideration. Right. But I would hope that artists can, can say, wow, I created this work of art and in and of itself, it is a wonderful, beautiful work of art. Mm-hmm. And it is also doing these other things, saying <clears throat> this other thing, because there are artists or, you know, people that say, oh, I want to make a statement. And let's just say, and this isn't pointing out anybody specifically or anything, and they've never done art before. And they say, I'm going to make a sculpture with all of the trash I can pick up on this beach. Right. right? So, cool. and mm-hmm. that is their number one. They're, they're, they're going at it in a way that has a great message. Like we're messing up the environment. We're, Mm-hmm. But they also want to do it in a medium, in something that they maybe don't know anything about. And they can create something beautiful. They can be a great artist. And yes, it can all be considered art. But is it good? Is it good art? Is it going to stand mm-hmm. on its own? Um, yeah. And a lot of people especially now would disagree with me and say, <coughs> oh, no, it's a great piece of art because I'm saying this thing that I believe in. Because but that, but, I yeah, believe see, but that's, that's, but that's a plan and that's a that's a stand up for a situation. So like um, Bob Dylan, you know, wrote the hurricane, right? And so when the hurricane came out, he wrote the song, it was a protest song, but he he just wrote it. And it was just part of his thing. He didn't go out and go, hey, everybody, I wrote this song and you got to save Reuben Carter, you know? He didn't, you know, you know what I mean? It, he didn't 
he, he yeah. just wrote his songs and he stuck to, I believe my art will do its thing as it needs to be. And let me just keep doing what I do. And, and by the way, he's an amazing artist um, as well. I've just, seen his artwork. It is really, oh, it is really mm-hmm. done well. I, could, I mean, I shouldn't say I shouldn't believe, I couldn't believe it, but, but I, I, I was mean, proud like, of it. Wow. Yeah. He's crazy. He's, he's like, he's like a Da Vinci of our time in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's like when you when you see things like that, he just really just kept doing his thing and just just kept doing his thing. And he went off on detours all the time and some didn't work for people and some did. And he still didn't really give a damn because this is my thing. And if I go down this road, like he had his religious ear at one time. And it's like some people are like, right. what the heck? And, I remember and that. then everybody was like, yeah, then there's a bunch of people going, hallelujah, this is great. Everybody, so it, he divided his audience at one point, but he really didn't care. That was what he was doing. And he still doesn't care. I'm just doing my thing. I mean, he didn't even show up for his own prize, his Nobel Peace Prize. You know, so it's kind of a, you know, he's kind of what I, he pokes here. Yeah. Let me poke, let, let me yeah, poke this he, and see what happens. Let me go over here and poke he you guys. Let's tells see what happens. History. Uh-huh. That is yeah. artists tell the truth. Mm-hmm. True artists tell the truth of history. We exactly. talk about this all the time in our art history shows mm-hmm. that if you really want to know what was going on, you go look talk at, to an artist, go to the artist, go who was being painted, what was written. Even in novels, right? Go, go in novels. Go, go. Listen to music. Look at the paintings. Look at the sculpt. Look what is being created at that time, because that will tell the truth. Sadly, um, more than what was being documented by papers that are being sold off by advertisers or mm-hmm. even the the kings and well, queens, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you can you can reach you can reach more people, a wider audience. It has nothing to do with age, great art. And I think that Bob Dylan is a prime example who is somebody who could have, could have, um, ex- you know, conveyed his message in a way that wouldn't have been, would not have had um, authenticity of an art piece in itself. Mm-hmm. But he is, a good artist. He thought it through and he did deliver a quality, you know, as much as he could, but some people don't, don't think that far. And some people just say, Oh, I'm going to make people believe, you know, this, this message that I'm saying. And, and what about shock value? I mean, that's what a lot of people, you know, in the seventies and even before that Duchamp and all that with the urinal and whatnot, but um, some people go to it in a way that the message is the only thing that is on their mind and that's how the artwork is created and it's really hard and you know I, I see art mm-hmm. as its persona like an entity of its own I know that's a strange way to put it but um, and if if art was an entity and somebody said to art oh you have to convey this message for me art would be like uh-uh you're going to have a lot of trouble making mm-hmm. this truly Truly a good piece of artwork because that's yeah, not what I'm about. Like, I'm my well, own person. You know, but well, this is yeah. like when your mother gives you a bowl of peas to eat and you don't like peas. And here's your bowl of peas, no matter what. You don't play with like your food. You, yeah. So you, you know, give it to the dog while nobody's or looking. Or you make sculptures out of it. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah but, but, but this is <laughs> something really true, too, because even, you know, we do so many 
musician artist interviews on this on this i mean i mean it's just like you know a huge oh, part yeah. of what we do Great. it's massive and when you talk with art writers tons of them right the thing is you can't be spoilers on their books if it's a writer and you can't go too far because if it's so hard because you'll hear like we've we've had i mean we've been we've had to learn the hard way of like oh we listened to this music this is what i felt whatever but and say that's just for me not what it is and for an artist like when you're doing interviews an artist musician all of anybody in the arts mm-hmm. once they've got their thing that may be their thing that they put out there but it's also up to the audience of co-creating their own journey with that piece mm-hmm. whether it's written ver- visual music you know all of it it's what i hate about reviews of arts yeah. the arts mm-hmm. like and even culinary who the hell do you think you are walking into a restaurant and saying what you think about or you know stop it you know unless you're getting food poisoning or it's bad food <laughs> like who the hell do you think you are reviewing art like i'm sorry like i'm sorry it is a personal thing for the viewer the the listener the reader you know the taster I mean, it's like, I'm sorry, but I hate all the critic things because yeah, that's opinionated. <laughs> it's opinionated. Just well, stop it. Unless it's about like what critics. you're talking about is like this quality of going full balls with your art. Like, boom, I'm going for it. Right. Versus, okay, I know that this is marketability and I'm doing this piece for that. And some, and that's great. But, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I know what you mean. It's like, you're just, you know, this is the integrity and dedication to exactly what I need to capture here and now. But honestly, when it comes to from critiques, like art critics, why can you know, because art critics and music critics and movie critics, they, they always say something good. Or bad. Yeah. They, they, well, they do both. They kind of try to, you know, I like this part, but this Sandwich part sucked. It. Right. Yeah, yeah, they try to do that. So <laughs> it shouldn't be art critics. It should be but that, art. But it's, um, but for, it's, you know, students or. It's it, art. It, it, Who are you to yeah. tell? I mean, half of the movies that they, the, the big wiggy dudes, those dudes, you know, would say, oh, this sucks on that part. And I'm going, dude, this was the coolest like movie ever. Like, I love that raunchy stuff or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but uh, you know, I'm going to go like, if, if the critics all like it, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> You're such a rebel. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? But- you, you see what I mean though about that? And I think that's the other thing, like just art is co-creative. And when you take that because experience Because it has away, an audience. So if you, you know, and that's, that goes back to the artist's intent, if you're creating yes. it for an ardent audience or if you're creating it for yourself, but Lisa, you're not going to like me when I say this. Uh-oh. I think that there should be more art critics and art curators. Damn I it. think that we are, we are losing a, 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 a really important job because, uh, well, for for one, I think it's really good for the artist to have to have a critique if their intent was to convey something. So you can, through a good art critic or curator, a juror, you can like jurors, like what you have, right? Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So if there aren't those people who have been, you know, who have been educated 
And even inherently, Mm. just by accident, if they know this, just, I don't know, it's in their genes or something, how to look at something and understand it in the way maybe that the artist intended or understand it in a way that the artist didn't intend so that the artist knows how the audience can interpret it is really important. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm so I really like critic I like critics for that reason and I don't believe a lot of them so I'm going to have to agree with you on that like a lot of them don't know what they're saying and don't have the mm-hmm. education to really but anybody can have an opinion and it's all art so any anybody can do it but to have people especially like our review board we're very even if somebody applies with and I told you this before with something like a theremin or um, something that not a whole lot of people might know about it, you know we find people that know about it to be able to have that, mm. uh, you know, reviewed like that. So in a way that it's coming from the review is coming from somebody that knows about that artistic media because um, mm. it's not fair otherwise. It's not fair to to you know it, and. I guess it is in a way to have, you know, everybody's opinion about, about something, but to have somebody that, that can really say, Oh, that, you know, I know about an expert. that. Uh, an expert. Yeah. The, there's there expert experts. reviews. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Experts. When I used to paint in public, I got, Oh my gosh, it was so tiring. People would yeah. say whatever they wanted. For some reason, they felt like oh, you put yourself in public, so I can say anything I want about your painting. And they would take they really some do. of oh, they do, and they go on and on and on. And there was the sarcastic part of me, which is big, um, always wanted to say, "And you got your art degree where? And you've studied art uh, yeah. for how long? You know?" But <laughs> but and and how many paintings have you painted? You know, and, you know, do you even know what, what kind of medium I'm painting in? Do you actually know anything about art? Or this is your uh-huh. personal opinion about, I hate blue, so anybody that paints with a bit of blue in the picture, that's <laughs> a lousy painting because I hate blue. Yeah, but do you see, but that now you're talking about Google reviews and Facebook reviews no, and Yelp reviews. No, I'm talking about people who use but it. it's the same when, thing. When you're painting. But that's the same thing. Yeah, That's, so it's like, do you have any part of, do you have any knowledge of at all about the subject you're critiquing? Or, or the, just, and, you know, and nobody's asking for your, to... you know, and nobody's asking for your opinion anyway. I just want to point that out. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> oh boy (laughs) i have to tell you um one of the and i won't name the park but but one of the parks that we work with they so we negotiate with the the park service as to Mm. when we set up these programs what what Mm. they want so we're in the conference room and there's a you know there's, there's a lot of park service people and npaf is there and we're setting up the program, we're creating it. So we create mm-hmm. every program, customize it for the park and for, you know, so we do a lot of, of kind of standing up for artists a little bit. I'd like to think anyway. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, what we want, and this is how it usually starts, by the way, what we want is we want an artist to come 
and to be in the park every let's just say a painter you know that was what what the subject was we want a painter in the park every day out in the park for visitors to gather around and and uh and see and enjoy so we say okay so you want somebody out in nature eight hours a day every day that's expensive that's somebody's time and their specialty and what they've trained in their life maybe or maybe not maybe they're just natural at it to do and they're like yeah that's exactly what we want we want a painter and this has happened to you nancy and i remember the story about the, the i think the tiger painting you were doing in africa we want them to be in the park and you know donate all of this time for our visitors and then of course we say well what, it, what how are you going to contribute that that makes it worth it to the artist because it is really good for the park and the history of arts in the parks yeah you know that's so important and they said that's that's what we want i said well do you know what that what that looks like for the artist how how is the artist going to get their work done with an audience uh, mm-hmm. around them and they said well that's this you know they're creating a product so we've got the product they've already put it in terms of product and I said how are they going to create and at the time there was a stenographer typing this all into the computer right the entire meeting and so I just got up and I went over to the stenographer and I said why are you know I'm standing behind the stenographer I said why are you using that typeface why why did you choose that and she's kind of, you know, she's still trying to type. And I said, why, why are you spacing it like that? Why are you, why are you doing that? And the, the color, and why did you pick this computer? And I don't like, I don't like how you're indenting on the left side. I think you should have indented two inches. And immediately the whole boardroom got it. The whole boardroom mm-hmm. understood mm-hmm. what it's like yeah. for an artist to be out, like you were, Nancy, mm-hmm. to be out mm-hmm. and have to deal with sometimes a couple hundred of pe- people mm-hmm. <laughs> standing around them and critiquing their art, how do you get any work done? Mm-hmm. You yeah, it was hard. Always, it was hard. Yeah, like the, really even that too one hard. Heard, I was, you know, sitting while I'm painting, and this little girl dropped her ice cream cone down my back, and you know, I was like, oh, her parents no. are right there. They're no. right there. Oh, but, this, but this, but this is the I thing mean, about your, but your residencies, uh, you allow, like, I think it's what's so unique about it. And when we hear from the artists about this, you know, time where they can go out and really have that opportunity to not only just take in maybe the views or the scenery to paint, but actually research what they're looking at. And research on foot, like meet with rangers, go on hiking programs, go mm-hmm. connect with communities, the community itself to get the stories, right? So that's the other thing, yeah. you know, our whole Love Your Parks tour, we travel, everyone full-time documenting parks. And oh my God, I think, I'm not kidding, we're at 2000 or something stupid like right now. And we yes. really have a lot of work to do. Yes. I'm serious. It's insanity. But um, it's... It's Fun. it's about connecting people with their parks to protect the parks and and take care of the parks and understand what these spaces represent, whether it's natural beauty, uh, the wildlife, and the in, importance of biodiversity. But it's also cultural diversity and protecting our history. Mm-hmm. And you can't do all that in the park if you don't connect with the community, too. And it's really interesting to hear the artists 
connect with the community too. It it happens. Mm-hmm. It just happens on its own natural thing. It's and natural. also because you set up events, yeah. they meet a park mm-hmm. ranger and then the park, oh yeah, well, this person in this store down there may have that book uh, that you're looking for that has this information about this family that migrated here or something, whatever it is. I'm just, you know, coming up with it. But uh, yeah. especially I think in the Hawaii parks um, going, I mean, a dry tour too, because you're out on your own. But, you know, it's, but still there's a community, there's a park community of people, you know, that they connect with. And so I think it's very interesting how this residency gets people to get to the root of the place, people and nature. It's very interesting just to hear these stories. Oh, thank you for recognizing that. And that Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons that the, um, you know, they're inspired to do other or add to the project that they've already intended to create. And, and it's organic and natural. And that's how that happens. And we're so lucky at every single park that we work with. If the National Park Service has time, and they always have because they're great, um, they communicate with the artists and engage and they make connections that you know, are, are forever. Oh, and I have to tell you something. Speaking of which, um, Rick Sam Nicholas, uh, the U.S. Department of Interior Museum, um, got a hold of us, and we're going to be collaborating with them. And Rick Sam Nicholas just had, and I, I think there's only three artists, if even, that were accepted into that museum this year. And they got a piece of his, it's this beautiful, so Rick is the, is the artist that makes, he's Hawaiian and he makes the historically accurate um, capes. And I'm sorry, well, I don't know yeah, the proper oh, the name work. for them the in work. Hawaiian. Yeah, the feather, feather work. Feather work, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, and he just got accepted into the uh, Department of Interior Museum. Awesome. And it's, it's a real honor. Yeah, it's a yeah. real honor to... That's to awesome. work with them because they are very picky and his piece is going to be displayed prominently. And so nice. this is the connection with the culture. He works with the Bishop Museum. He And we were so lucky to be able to have all of these connections that he he actually looked into and we were able to, to set up for him too. So that's, that's awesome. where that trajectory trajectory goes with a lot of our artists. I mean, it's, it's not just him. We're going to be able to, to present our works at major museums. And we have been all along um, with artists, you know, even artists that aren't trained as artists, they're just good artists. And then all of a sudden, boom, they've got a museum. They've got a museum show in a few years. It's so cool. I'm so proud of artists. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. That is amazing. That is amazing. I love it. I love it. See, so much comes out of this. What What do you envision for 2023? 2023, big year. So we have a great advisory board. Um, we've So we always have um, our, our advisory board. It's really sweet because our original advisory board Oh, okay. So first, I have to tell you, 2023 is our 10th anniversary year as a nonprofit. You guys know we've been doing it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it's the 10th anniversary year as a nonprofit. Mm. And we're really, I'm really proud of the artists 
and the parks that we've worked with. So we just, as usual, we have more parks applying for our programs and we're really selective because as you know, we're not, you know, we everything after the last couple of years too, we are looking for funding to be able to, we've got a couple hundred parks, as you know, on the waiting list and we're just, we can only select so many to, um, to have programs at, at because we're still trying to do the, you know, quality, not quantity thing. So, um, mm-hmm. but we, we have new parks that are entering a lot of new partnerships, new museums. Oh, just, just tons of stuff. And by the way, I feel really bad because we have, we've been working so hard. We haven't had time to update our, um, website. And when you say that you've done like 2000 interviews or something like that, we have actually lost track of how many artists we have, (laughs) we've worked with. We've had like over, you know, two years ago, it was over 300 programs and we've, we've already kind of, kind of lost track, but we're, we're really, really proud of all the artists that have done it and other artists. And another thing that we're going to start doing again is hopefully invitation artists. So we'll be able to, if we have the funding, We'll be able to in, invite artists that um, we've worked with or artists that, that we select. And by we, I mean people who are trained in selecting our, these, these critics and curators and reviewers will be able to say, hey, I know of an artist who has really can reflect, you know, the sense of place and the sense of time. And maybe they'll want to go to this, you know, this park. Let's just say Yellowstone. And then we'll get a hold of Yellowstone and say, hey maybe you guys would like to have an invitation artist and here's this artist. And um, it seems like we act as art agents or managers, but we don't. We just make sure that, that what the park wants to fulfill is fulfilled and what artists need and want is, is also fulfilled. So That's we're awesome. looking for funding. Okay. <laughs> so everyone, really go well. there you go. Nationalparksartsfoundation.org. I know because nonprofits were hit really bad over the last few years. Yeah, I know. And so especially COVID didn't help either. So um, for just a lot of different reasons. So it's time to get back on the bandwagon. And um, we're at the end of the year. And in December, it's like you need a tax write-off. This is a good Mm -hmm. thing to do. Just saying. Um, So check that out. Um, And really investing in the arts is investing in the future, too. And also, um, again, like we were saying, just so many positive stories come out of these, you know, these, I mean, I just even think about Glenn McClure and what they're doing. And, and Michelle, like, look at what's happened in Antarctica. You know, come on. This is oh, some yeah. crazy, amazing yeah. things. These stories are just, it never ends. Like, it, it's not so like. important. They, mm-hmm. they just, the, the residencies. They, it's just not like, hey, I did this one month long residency and made some art. These residencies, like five years later, you still see things coming out of them. Well, you know it's what life I mean? changing. It's yeah. life changing. Oh, yeah. it really is. Ten years later, even artists that before we were a nonprofit and, you know, the parks were contacting me wanting to do residency program, all those, you know, 15, 20 years ago, the artists that started in parks then are still you know, this many years of 15 plus years later are still inspired by when they did their Death Valley residency or whatever um, mm-hmm. many, many years mm-hmm. ago. Sure. It makes me so happy for them. And I, I, it's, it's the one way that, that doesn't discriminate, that mm-hmm. is able to convey 
you know, whatever the artist wants to convey and the importance of the parks, it's, it's, it's good. So we're doing as much as we can and we need help. In fact, we've had a couple of parties contact us wanting to, um, uh, I don't even know what it's called. I'm sorry. In their estate planning, they want to donate a house. Yeah, and yeah. so during, they contact us and they say, <laughs> if we do this, if we do this, what will happen? You know, I want this as a legacy for the people, not even themselves. They're not like, oh, I want, you know, put my name on something. They're like, I just want to donate this house in Santa Fe or whatever. And then so we say, okay, let's, let's just do a little, little proposal. This is, this is what we intend to happen is that we will look at the parks that are in that area and your house mm-hmm. will become a residency for for those parks in that area it will actually open open this up open the interpretation up and the importance of the parks and national parks and even smaller parks you know in different parts of the country i'm really really happy that people are even i mean that's huge donating Mm -hmm. a house you know of course we're going to stick our in there (laughs) Like yeah. do, do, are, are there are there places that will at least like if they have an uh, Airbnb kind of thing, donate at least a month for an artist to be in there and their Airbnb even just something like that. We've we actually approached Airbnb so many years ago about that, and they weren't interested in in doing it at that time. But I think with all of the things that have happened in the last few years, I think they would be more in open to it but i mean we the individual not, homeowners um, the individual homeowners can. that are doing it like there's you know i know people out in park areas where you know just take a month off you know call it a write-off yeah. and and be part of what's happening for your community so this is the other thing exactly. you know the legacy it's like you know especially there's so i mean you, you know nancy and i go to all these parks and, and not just national parks and i know you work beyond the national park sphere too is like some of these parks are in the middle of nowhere right and there's people that have their vacation cabins or whatever but sometimes to even get on the map listen like you need to all pull together and give a little and um if you you, you have a second house or something and do it you know, it's it's something that when you do this, there's publicity that comes with it, and it helps put your region on a map because art lasts. It's exactly mm-hmm. going back to what we were talking about. Um, art lasts, and it tells the story, it and it travels. It travels, and artists are so great. You always see them. You know, you follow them on social media. Some of them are just like prolific at it. Others are a little bit more reclusive. Some come on our shows. So listen every first Friday and do other (laughs) interviews and magazine features around the world, museum exhibits, but it takes these parks. And and so I I think it's, it's important to look at, uh, you know, these smaller parks need this and you want to get on the map. That's part of the way to do it. And um, that will help your community in ecotourism and heritage tourism in the long run. It does. And it, it, it takes time, but it works. It's real. It, that's and the integrity, can, right? That's the integrity. And, and you're in doing something tourism. for the community, for the park, for the environment. Who knows? And also, uh, I mean, if it were me and I was in a totally different thing and I didn't do art at all, if I, you know, had the, the a house, let's just say in Savannah, Georgia, 
And I said, wow, I, I really want to, my house is beautiful and I want to get it out there. And wow, that would look really good for me if I had a national park artist. If I hosted a national park artist on my house, I could put that on my Airbnb listing and say how important it is and what I do for the community. You know, it helps the the homeowners too. But um, yeah, thank you. It helps everybody because... It's it's cool tourism, you know. It's it's better tourism. It's like we've got, you know, tourism is changing so much right now, and it is going into being regenerative tourism, transformational tourism. It's ecotourism, of course. Sustainability is all part of it. But it's like when you go somewhere, what are you leaving as a traveler? Well, these artists are probably the the kindest people on the land in your community in your parks because they're really giving back. And then people that encounter this when, you know, the artists do events sometimes, you know, depends on what's going on COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. But their events continue on. So there's this experiential thing and transformational thing that happens. It happens for the members of the community when they see their region, their history, their nature being represented. There's some pride in that. And I think that's also something very important. Places are going through a lot of strife, right? So there's wildfires in some of the park areas. There's hurricanes going through there. But when some artist comes in, or volcanoes, hello, uh, goes through and goes, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, I want to show this. This is my interpretation. There's some pride that goes with that. And um, for a community, to also remind them what's in their backyard. Cause that's something we find yes. people forget what's in their backyard. Oh, it's only when, you know, family comes to town, do we go here and they that forget to look at the little true. things. Yeah. So our- and that's why it's important too, that we open it up to, you know, it's, it's not just at any of these regions. If you're near the park, you can still apply for the program, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember years ago when I applied for, for something that was about, uh, I don't know, 60 miles away from where I was living. And I applied and, and they said, well, you didn't, you didn't get the residency because you already lived there. Why would we give it to you? You already live close. And <laughs> I had to be like, oh, well, because you, sometimes people don't see things that are in their backyard. They don't, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a different, different way of, so I didn't get that residency yeah. by the way, but I made a good argument and they changed their rules. So, you go, girl. You know, don't don't mess with Tanya. She's got that Taurus <laughs> spirit, right? Tanya, I've got one quick question before we go, but would you consider, because part of NPS, the National Park Service, um, park units are actual historic trails and also scenic mm-hmm. trails. There are waterways now that are heritage trails. Would you consider that as a residency, like say Blue Ridge Parkway, right? Would you consider that as like someone did the parkway? Like, I mean, just even if they hopped, like if they got to hop down Natchez Trace for like, think about that, like an artist doing Natchez Trace and being able to even hop up and down or something wouldn't like, I mean, come on. I mean, even if someone donated an RV or something, I don't know. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. come on, wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) That would be perfect. Nancy and I were just on the Blue Ridge Parkway talking about this. Like, Mm -hmm. so parts of it were closed because it's winter and and maintenance. 
but we got on like right at the North Carolina. We were on our way to Asheville and we're like detour, like, you know, from Virginia. And I swear to God, it's the best thing we saw. Like it's wonderful. And Oh, the cliffside was a sheet of icicles. The cliffside, as you're driving, mm-hmm. these massive icicles, just sheets and sheets oh, wow. and sheets icicles, of icicles. The icicles were six feet long. And it, I mean, did you're standing. Did you take photos? Oh, sure. Yes. <laughs> I really hope yep. you did. Oh, that sounds beautiful. But it's interesting that you mentioned that because some people have applied and they have actually said, I created my own artist in residence program. And they say that they did something like that for themselves over mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, a month, months. Like I made my own re- and this is how I did it. You know, down, you know, following the, like the Santa Fe trail. And I did it. Oh, yeah, yeah. My yeah. Of what I created myself. And wow, that says a lot. You, you took, you took this into your own hands and you did it. So yeah, definitely. Yes. That's a great idea. Oh, cool. I, because there's so many and there's, and these card like heritage areas are becoming more of a thing. They're growing and growing and growing about how heritage areas work because it's um, a community involvement, not just NPS and state parks and other, all these agencies come together to, to develop these corridors and heritage areas. And it, and then the small businesses in the town or the businesses get involved. And I see more of that happening as we travel. It's like, they're, I, I can't even tell you how many there are anymore. They're really, it's happening, but their funding, they have to, I mean, they, it, it's a, that's a tricky thing for, for them, but because they have community support. It is, but support, on those ones, yeah, the community really, they're able to get in, involved a lot in, in, in that. So um, even for if the monetary that's support cool. isn't there, the, yeah the community support is there. So, and that's nice, but the interesting thing with a lot of, a lot of those is they, they only pick, pick their artists and it would be really great if it could be open equally for everybody. Mm. Um, so, you know, do a balance, a balance of, of that somehow. So that, that Anya it, wants it her, is, crit- her, oh. crit- her, she wants her jury. <laughs> She's well, no, because it is true. I get what you're saying. You have to have a juried art show then in just saying, this is my friend and you get to be on, you know, be an exhibitor. Yeah. Right. So I get yeah. what you're saying. I'm just going, you know what I mean? I was just going like, listen, some people just review and they sit and have their martini and just do the same thing. I've had lobster, lobster, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm talking about, yeah, experts like, you know, peers and like when you think about universities and, 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 you know, professors and people that really study it and also experience and go out, you know, Um, I think that's a very important thing. um, That's not like, hey, I'm just putting you on because you're my friend. You know, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, but I'd but, like, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that has its place too, but it's, it's, I'd, I'd like it to be, have a little more equity, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, it isn't, but, we go back to that word integrity. It's, it's all about the integrity, man, for sure. <laughs> well, Tanya, always cool. Listen, you stay safe. Don't, mm-hmm. don't cross that highway. Yeah. Um, Listen, and listen, I know oh, it's tempting to touch the lava, but don't touch it, okay? No. It, this is not just Before we go, lava. I have to Stay tell down. you, I have to tell you one thing. So here in Hawaii, 
there is, and this is this is us too. We have our kitchen that's outside. It's on a deck. It's attached to the house. It's a it's a kitchen, but everything you know, the weather's so nice here that a lot of things are outside and there's no walls. So I am just dusting and dusting because of the oh. ash fall. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh! Wow. But that's it. But mm-hmm. but is there? You know, it's. I don't know. There's an excitement when stuff like this happens. To me, I find stuff like this exciting. I don't know why. Mm, it's just it's a weird. Um, well, you because know, you forget how big and strong nature is. Nature is so humbling and it affects, mm-hmm. I mean, just like what you're saying, like having ash on your, your kitchen. It's like, dude, like, that's amazing. Like, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? That it's cool. It's a you know, extra seasoning. Like, well, when in Southern Arizona, like in <laughs> Green Valley and Sayurita and everything south of Tucson, like people get this ash on their backyard patios and barbecues and pool and it's from a mine. Having it from oh, a volcano wow. is far cooler, dude. Like I'm just saying, I I'd have, have it. Yeah. I want it from the it's, I want it from the volcano. <laughs> so there is uh, and this happened in the 2018 eruption more. I don't know if it's going to happen with this eruption, but check this out. You walk outside your house and there are gems falling from the sky. So oh. there is a semi-precious stone called olivine. And I could mm. be designating that wow. correctly. And olivine is what the green sand beach is made of. So sometimes when volcanoes erupt here, you will actually go outside and see gems raining from the sky. Green. Wow. Sand. That's crazy. Isn't They're not cool? hot. Like that. Watch. It's like hail. It's like gemstone hail. Like that's cool. No, they're tiny. They're tiny. It's like you know, sand, almost sand size, and bigger. It can get bigger too. But um, I mean, can you imagine? I haven't experienced it yet, but I've seen it, and that's what Green Sand Beach is is here. And oh. so it. I just so every I'm time you go to your kitchen, you're like, I don't want the ash. I want the gems. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> I am. I want the gems. But wouldn't it be cool to put it in a painting? Like if you get Mm. like paint with it, you know what I mean? Like I would want to do stuff with it. Mary Babcock, Mary Babcock. Yeah, Mary, Mary, uh, yeah. The artist in residence. Yeah, we interviewed her. She has an exhibit in Hilo right now. And she has that apparently as part of her exhibit, but I haven't been able to. It just opened the other day. Um, I haven't been able to make it down for for the exhibit yet because I've been out of town. But um, she she did incorporate incorporate that she was trying to, but she also did not want to, you know, break federal law and and take something from the lands that right. she she didn't want to, and you know she couldn't. So she was trying to find something that um, that could express what she wanted to that was the same mineral as mm. that. So I can't wait to see what she created. Man, she's wow. she's a trip, man. She is cool. We had a fun interview with her, man. I want to go like on a she's hike great. with her. Like she she I you know what I when did get, and it was awesome. Did you oh now you've hiked with mm-hmm. Michelle, right? Have you been out on with Michelle? Because like I think she'd be a trip to go hiking with. Or you might have to go diving with her, you know. You know, she goes all over the place. <laughs> but in Antarctica. But I, <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm not doing that. No, that's a little cold. That's just a tad cold. But she's from Wisconsin. She can do it. But she's cool. I mean, I think that you've just got such a cool, like, 
collection of people, you know what I mean, that have just been oh, part yeah. of this whole thing. It's like, I think we, I think we need to have another reunion show for January. I'm just saying, just saying, because oh, I think that would be fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's have it. Let's have it happen. So everybody, uh, nationalparksartsfoundation.org is the website to go to. And uh, every every first Friday, we're here talking about arts and parks. And uh, also, you know, we do a lot of other interviews and we always put MPAF as a, as a sponsor because, hey, it's cool. So everybody, musicians, Thank all those you. musicians that I talked to you about, you need to get on the program get on the bus, get on the NPAF bus and apply Uh, in Hawaii. There is a recording studio, as you've all heard me say on every show with musicians, there's a recording studio you need to apply. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be in the house with this little recording studio looking at the beach and there's coffee down the street. You're in Hawaii. (laughs) Like, come on, (laughs) go do it. So um, anyway, go check it out. NationalParksArtsFoundation.org. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Thank you to all the artists that have been on our shows uh, through NPAF over the years. Your stories have been amazing. And um, we're very jealous of everybody that has been in parks that we haven't, like Dry Tortugas and uh, Hawaii. But we will get there because yet is always at the end of our sentences when we talk about places so we'll get there and one day we'll meet tanya in person and then um we might we may have another big bang happen if that happens so stay tuned for that but tanya thank you so much and happy holidays happy holidays thank you so much for having me and also we are so grateful to the artists musicians everybody Thanks, you guys. Have have a great uh, great rest of the winter, and I'll talk to you soon, I hope. Yes, absolutely. And listen, enjoy those fireworks. you got Hollywood-style holiday fireworks. How about that for a mouthful? That's awesome. <laughs> Take care, Tanya. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.